SEO writers have turned into algorithms writing content for machines instead of being humans writing content for human consumption. Welcome to Marketers Talking Marketing. Today we are joined by Joyce Sang and we're going to talk about a topic that's come up a few times, but now we're going to talk about AI, specifically with content creation. Joyce, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I'm so happy to be here connecting with you, Jess. Again, thank you for the kind introduction. My name is Joyce Sang. I'm a content marketer based in Hong Kong. And my mission and what I strive to do is I hope to help those with an entrepreneurial mindset explore their full potential with content. Now, with that being said, like you've mentioned, there's a lot of debate and discussion surrounding how AI should be implemented when it comes to the whole content creation process. I can't wait to discuss all of that with you today. I think AI is probably the greatest tool for entrepreneurs, especially ones who are just starting out. I have used it. I will admit I've used it a ton with helping create website copy, even writing a bio. I was struggling with writing a bio for myself. And so I just said like, hey, open it, open chat. Well, Open chat's what I've been using the most. I've tried some other tools. But I was like, hey, write me a bio for someone who has been a director of demand generation and growth marketing for 10 years, who blah, 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 blah. And then it gave me this kind of, it was a, it was a decent bio that I took and was able to slightly modify to make it to my own. And it saved me so much time. Um, is that kind of the application you're seeing a lot of people use is, is AI for content creation? Is it more on the ideation side? Like what are those big applications? I think when I'm looking at different content that people have been posting on LinkedIn, particularly other marketers as well, a lot of them are using it as an ideation tool, like you've mentioned. So they already know what they want to write. However, they don't want to invest the time in writing the first draft or the first uh, copy or the structure of it themselves. And plugging that in into an AI generating uh, tool would be very helpful. Uh, when it comes to trying out AI tools myself as well, I've been playing around with a lot of different tools like you've mentioned, OpenAI, and then all these other smart AI, smart writer, uh, the list can go on. But what I've realized that has been very helpful for myself, apart from ideation, is there's these rephrasing tools. So for some um, AI tools, when you write in a paragraph, or if you have a paragraph from an existing long form like a blog, you can tell it to rephrase it. And then similar to your process, you can then edit out and then um, shorten it and play around with it a bit. And I've been using that to repurpose uh, some of my content and save that bit of time. So rephrasing has been something that I've been using quite a bit myself. Are you writing like a longer form piece of content and having it go and splice it into smaller forms? Are you going smaller to long? Like what are some of the, can you share some of the kind of tangible applications of that? Definitely. I mean, I am uh, quite a um, hard-headed when it comes to certain aspects of content marketing. I would just account that as my passion. However, when it comes to repurposing content, a lot of people assume that it's always just snipping up longer forms as well, which definitely is one of yeah. the way to go. I just did that. I just mm. assumed that. <laughs> no, but definitely that's the, that's the first way to go as well. That's the first step of it uh, for myself because I really treasure what we call a content funnel. So what that means is when you're trying to create content, you're really trying to raise the awareness and then drive people to become interested before they'll take any action. Let it be download a um, ebook from you or subscribe to your email newsletter, so on and so forth. 
So when it comes to repurposing in my aspect, I really treasure it not from the long form snipping it down to a short form. However, how can I implement one existing asset of content I already have across different stages of my funnel? So like you've mentioned, it doesn't necessarily have to be a long form into a short form. It could be a short form into a longer form. What I've done before as well is if I see that there are a series of social media content, let's just say LinkedIn posts that has worked well, then I might decide to combine those. And then I throw it in a AI generative writing tool and rephrase it or some other tools with I, which I've been testing also has skills like um, write the next sentence or write the next paragraph. Oh, Oh, so that really, yeah. that really helps me as well when it comes to thinking about repurposing despite the length um, of the content. Yeah. So you can literally take your content, put it in and say, uh, make this sound more cohesive. Definitely, definitely. Okay. Or sometimes it's like, you know, when you write, even though it might be a personal branding related type of content, which is very authentic to you, when you're feeling happy, you write a certain way. When you're very angry and wanting to vent, you write a different ways. So your tone and manner is slightly different. But when you've consolidated all these based on the performances of certain content, you realize that, hey, I can actually merge them together. Perhaps they share a similar theme or perhaps they might be different chapters within a longer piece. But I want to rephrase the tone and manner so that it's consistent instead of rewriting the whole thing by yourself. Now you can put it in AI and see what it generates. Now, of course, I can't guarantee that what it spits out is going to be the final copy because it never happens that way. But it's nice to see what kind of words they replace when they feel that there is a discrepancy in tone and manner. So that's definitely something I play around with as well. Yeah, so it's like a smart thesaurus. Definitely. Like, yeah, looking up those alternatives. Interesting. I never thought about it that way too. Yeah, I've always, I, yeah, that's interesting. I'm gonna have to try that. I'm gonna try definitely. that. Yeah. I, I, I think the, there is a potential there where I think there's a lot of experimentation we can do because um, right now, a lot of people are debating when, what stage you should use the AI, right? Should it come before you start writing where it gives you the ideas or should it kind of come after when you've already written it and you want to make it better? Now, my suggestion is it can even go right in the middle, right? You could have some sort of starting point and you're kind of stuck or you're just trying to regroup whatever you have. And I think that's the actual um, beauty of it, where it really saves you time because you already have all these pieces and it acts as this kind of uh, a chaining up uh, of all of the content that you have. But I, I, I believe, uh, as you've mentioned early on as well, it requires a lot of testing. That's the only thing that you really have to invest in time in because no one single tool when it comes to the AI writing assistance can actually cater to all the stuff that we've mentioned. You probably have to uh, copy and paste it into this thing and then you have to move it somewhere else and things like that. So that's definitely uh, something that we need to go through. I think still uh, there's still a long way to go. Are there other pitfalls that someone, let's say someone is listening and they have not tried AI assistant for writing. So they're going to go start testing things out. Are there other pitfalls they should be aware of or things just to keep in mind to have a better outcome with these tools? I think the thing is, I've been speaking to other entrepreneurs. And like you said, a lot of them are really jumping at it because they think it's going to be a great time saver. It's going to be a great money saver. They don't have to think about hiring maybe a writer or a freelancer to help them do stuff. But the thing is, when you're using any kind of AI tools, uh, my recommendation is you must know the topic very well. So like your example, when you're trying to write a bio, you probably have to know that person, you know exactly what it is, or else they're going to make a mistake and you're going to hand that in to your client or your boss and you're going to make a fool out of yourself. 
And you can't blame the AI because at the end of the day, it's, it's still a piece of tool that you have to check. So it's all the facts and the, the ideas and the information that's in there. I would say if you want to test around with tools, definitely be prepared in testing something that you already know. Don't jump over the fence and try something that's like, oh, I, I'm told to write something medical or I'm told to write something that's out of my expertise and I want to try AI. That's a little bit more riskier because they tend to... Um, when they're gathering information online, they're not reading it as a human being. So there might be confusions. They're taking stuff from sources that might not be correct. So that's really up to us to gatekeep as well. Gotcha. That makes, yeah, that makes total. When you say it, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there are people who are just going to YOLO it and be like, you know, blah. I can't think of a good example as I say that. Do you, um, so there's so many tools out there now. It's like the rise of, of tools. I got actually a, an outbound sales sequence the other day from, it was, uh, I put it on my LinkedIn. I can't remember the name of the company, but it was an AI generate, it was AI generate outbound sequencing. And their whole thing was that they would write your copy for you and explain, you know, perfectly. And I got the email and it was just, Hey Jess, and completely blank. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So clearly there's like, yeah. Do you have favorite tools? Are there ones that you think are more like entry, entry user friendly, ones that are more advanced? Personally speaking, I think I need to break a really interesting news view as well. Where I'm based in Hong Kong, we cannot access chat GPT. (gasps) Oh, wait, why? What? I have no clue. Oh, (laughs) But it's kind of the same thing. Oh. We cannot access TikTok either. So we don't have okay. TikTok here in Hong Kong. Um, maybe I, I would assume that they're going to open it up to Hong Kong very soon. Um, but at the moment, we can't. So that's why it has forced me to work with a lot of other tools. Oh, I'm trying to yeah. really play around with it because I've been catching up on how people are using ChatGPT. And I get it. I understand the whole framework and how it works. But I needed to find alternatives, like you mentioned. So, I mean, I've worked, I've tried and worked with things like uh, what is called R-Y-T-R. So it's pronounced writer, um, which I also use. And then there's other ones called smartwriter.ai, which is something that I've used. Um, That one, if I haven't remembered incorrectly, is one that generates AI um, LinkedIn outreach messages for you. So what it does is it goes through different people's LinkedIn accounts and what's smart about it is that it actually checks for different things that you, your old LinkedIn account profile has in common with the person you're trying to outreach. So let's just say, for example, I'm Joyce and I used to study in Canada. And let's just, I'm making this up. Let's just say, Jess, you also studied in Canada. And we both have that in our LinkedIn profile. And once you actually activate that AI, it will pick up that we both studied at the same location and it will generate a copy of um, email out, uh, of a message, sorry, messaging outreach that you can send to that person. It'll be, it will appear to be highly personalized because it would say something like, Jess, I've noticed that we study in the same area. You know, um, have you been back in Canada lately or something like that? Oh my God, Joyce, send me your affiliate link. I am <laughs> signing up after this call. <laughs> There are, yeah, definitely, definitely. There are those really crazy stuff that's happening. And I think it's just, there's a lot of testing and learning about that. So that's one of the things that I've seen being very impressive. And also I've been recently approached by Writer Sen. So I've actually, uh, I'm not I'm not selling anything by the way, but they've approached me to um, engage in their webinars as well, where we'll talk about AI. And they are also 
devising this really amazing tool where you can actually do what I've mentioned, where you can plug in a um, paragraph and it will write the next sentence or it will write the next paragraph for you based on whatever you have. So there's a lot of just upcoming new thing that's happening every single day. And I think that's the thing that's really, if people think that, you know, adopting AI is stressing them out, for marketers like ourselves, I think the stressing out is testing out all these tools because they're changing every single day. What what I like about tools, like you mentioned, um, SmartWriter, is I think it makes it easy to do the things that you should do. Like you should, if you're, if you're connecting with someone on LinkedIn, you want to grow your network, you should reach out with a personalized message. Uh-huh. You should make that connection because it also yeah. opens the door for like, oh my God, we have this in common. Let's get on a call and talk about it. You uh-huh. should do those things. And it feels like AI is making you doing the the polite, courteous, right things easier, be it it's automated with it. But I think that's really, yeah, those, those very niche use, use cases I think are very exciting because they also... They take the think work out of having to decide how you're going to use it. They guide you down a very specific experience. Yes, yes, definitely. We'll link all these platforms in the show notes below. So don't worry. We'll have links. Go check them out. <laughs> yes, I'll definitely throw in some extras afterwards as well. I've been testing awesome. out way too many of them. I just want to pick up on one of the things that you just mentioned as well. I read somewhere it's that probably maybe in five years five years ago or so people think that writing is not valuable people don't want to treasure writing anymore especially text-based content everybody's like we should do videos we should do graphics we should do infographics all that kind of stuff and what's interesting is that with the rise of ai people are trying to bring back value in text look at all these people trying to generate text-based information now you know that's so interesting We had a gentleman on the podcast who talked about on LinkedIn, and I've seen this firsthand for a long time because we always hear video, video rules, use video, 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 but text still does very well. Text and images do well on a lot of the social platforms. On LinkedIn, text-heavy ads do better than video ads quite often. Uh And there has been this, I think, push it's a conspiracy theory. I don't know what the Illuminati is doing, but there has been this push towards video when really like there is such a spot for text, especially when you have tools that allow you to instantly translate things so that you can use Google on your, if you're using a Chrome browser, Chrome browser, Google will translate a page for you with it. It's very interesting. I had an employee for a while. I don't know if he'll see this, but he would probably <laughs> laugh if he does see this. I think he like he like Loki hates hates marketing, but he's a writer in marketing because um, his background is very much, I think, more academic. Right. And so his approach, his stance was always marketing has like bastardized writing and turned this like this art into this commoditized thing that doesn't matter. And it's because it's difficult to make money as just a pure writer these days. And so you almost have to go into marketing to make money. So I find it very poetic that AI could be the thing that initiates the resurgence of writing and writing as a not a commoditized art, but a, an actual thing that people are willing to pay you know, more for good writing and good content. And I mean, definitely content marketing right, has been on the rise for quite a while. Uh, I can't think content marketing without thinking Jay Bear. And <laughs> everything that uh, convince, what, connect and convince and convert, connect and convert. Something Shit. with a lot of C. Yeah, I remember C&C. that as well. Something C&C convert, yeah. <laughs> Marketing factory yeah. on that side. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, that's very, very interesting. I think that's definitely something that we have to keep ourselves posted as well. I mean, I'm not a fan and I don't support the whole idea that people are goldfish and we have no attention span, all that, you know, that I would call it BS during those years, right? Like we can't read and we can't. At the end of the day, I do agree to a certain extent of what your employee has said, right? Like it has been con- commoditized and it does feel like unless you know things like SEO, unless you know how to set out your blogs properly, your writing skill seems like it's not as valuable as it should be. Now, however, the thing is, when it comes to writing, especially in the sense of content marketing, it's all about storytelling. And that's the main thing that people are overseeing because they get so caught up in what we call the shiny objects of ranking, of hooking people in, of getting all these stuff done. Now, you know, of course, if you were to ask me, it's a balance. But if I were to only be able to choose one, I'll definitely pick storytelling. Because what I believe is if you're writing a good story, it can travel miles. A lot of people remember and recall you just by that. Now, if you didn't have the storytelling and you had, you know, very high ranking, your average time spent, if we were going to, you know, dissect this scientifically, your average time spent is going to be very low, despite you might be leashing a lot of people. There might be a lot of traffic coming into your website. So the goal here should really be the storytelling aspect, which is what your the, the employee should focus on, shouldn't get caught up in all these things and feel like he's undervalued for his writing skills. There's definitely that art part in it still. It's just up to you as to how you want to present your story and how you're able to strategically position yourself so that you're not really competing with think of people like SEO writers and especially copywriters. Yeah. Don't put yourself in that uh, p- box because you're just gonna you're just making yourself feel miserable because you're not writing the same things at the end of the day. It's a very See, different writing style. This is what I think a lot of SEO firms get wrong. And I've worked with SEO content firms before and they will write content that ranks really, really well, but mm-hmm. it's not human readable. It doesn't convert. So yes, fantastic. Yes. You now have the top spot on Google for a page that doesn't make any human sense. So now we need to start putting in calls to action to get people off that page because if they try and read the whole thing, they're going to hate us. If yes. you write content well and your content is valuable, Google wants to reward you for it. And people try and they try and shortcut over that side of developing the actual narrative and the messaging and, and what is the, the value of it. They want to shortcut it so they go straight to writing SEO content. But really like SEO and ranking well in SEO is the outcome of doing good content. Definitely. And there's there's so many people, they just skip it. They just skip yes. it. Like we need to rank for this keyword. And so we need to, now we know that Google... They don't just value that keyword. They want us to use related keywords and phrases. So here's everything we need to put in. And so I'm sure there's going to be an AI. I'm sure there is an AI tool out there that you just put in your keyword and it goes and finds your like supporting keywords for you and writes everything for you. And it's probably going to rank really, really well (laughs) because it's an algorithm writing content for an algorithm. And SEO writers have turned into algorithms writing content for machines instead of being humans writing content for human consumption. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. My I mean, biggest like, pain point. <laughs> yes, yes, no, no, and I and I hear you. I completely understand that as well. I think the thing is, when you're trying to write to rank, you're missing the whole point of what SEO truly is. It's an optimization tool. If you were to ask me, it's not the source of your content. It shouldn't be. It should be the optimization tool. So you should start off with the understanding of your target audiences. Create valuable content that is geared for them. 
and get it out there before you actually think about how you can optimize it to better reach people. That's a distribution thing, if you were to ask me. SEO is not a content thing. SEO is a distribution thing. And I'm not saying that it's not powerful. It's definitely very useful. But down the line, even if, let's just say, even if SEO agencies get it right and they, you know, they're still creating content that's up on the serves and that's getting traffic to go in, very, very soon, once AI really starts kicking in and people start searching using AI, then you'll know that, you know, the priorities have completely changed and it's really a wake-up call for a lot of people because the AI is not looking through for the shortlisted answers based on keywords. They're looking at based on how valuable their algorithm or, you know, whatever tool that they decide to use then on is for consolidating the answer on the sidebar where a lot of people would read later on. So at the end of the day, it's a game, it's a whole game changer. Maybe people are feeling panicked about it, but for myself, I think it's a great thing because it's really shining like back to the valuable content and how valuable it is for you to invest into quality content. Because SEO then, if you were to ask me, it's not as important anymore. Yeah, that's that's yeah. my take at least, yeah. I love an algorithm change. I love something that comes in and disrupts tactics because tactics don't solve you lacking strategy. Okay. And you can have phenomenal SEO, but if you don't have an actual strategy behind it, you're not going to convert anyone coming to your site. Yes. You're gonna have insanely high bounce rates. No one is gonna care. Like traffic doesn't solve your problems. The uh, same thing that pipeline does not solve your sales problems, yes. right? It doesn't solve everything. Yeah. I love, I love disruptive tech. I love algorithm changes because I think it weeds out the, the people who have just gotten by on shiny objects and leaning into it for so long. And, you know, you mentioned earlier that I think there's there's a narrative that's being pushed by a lot of platforms. And again, Illuminati, I don't know why. <laughs> and part of it's that video, you know, video, and we have short attention spans and everything needs to be short form, short form, short form. Good content gets engagement. I watched a 40 minute Land Rover ad once and I didn't know it was an ad. I was so mad at the end. <laughs> but it was a really engaging story. I watched a freaking, I thought I was watching like a Jason Momoa bio. No, it was a Carhartt <laughs> ad. Yeah. Like, Good storytelling, good content will keep you engaged. Definitely, definitely. I'm, yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of confusion as well when it comes to advertisements. People kind of box it in and think that advertisements are supposed to be boring. They're supposed to be hard sell. They're supposed to be something that you block out. Now, definitely, there's a lot of those in the market because like you said, if you, but people are just taking the shortcut and trying to get the sales through the door, which is not going to happen. However, when it comes to things like content marketing and creating these content for us, there's really no conflict. It doesn't mean that I'm running an ad and I can't be creative in telling a story with it and really pushing the boundaries, making it as long as 40 minutes. There's there's none of that. I think there's a misconception everybody has as well when they're thinking about content marketing. They're always thinking about, oh, organic, slow, um, uh, weak traffic that doesn't really showcase results soon and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then when they think ads, it's like immediate sales comes through the door, conversions. No, I'm here to tell you they both work hand in hand. Again, advertisement if you were to ask me, of course, the formatting and the structure is different, but at the end of the day, it's still a distribution channel for content. It's all content. It depends on where you distribute it, whether as organic or as paid or as a TV ad or as a billboard. It really doesn't matter. It's still the content. And the goal here is to make good content. Yeah, I agree. Uh, quick, quick wrapping little 
point to talk about. I don't know how to, this is segueing so weird. Uh, you mentioned search on AI. So I have a friend, Mark Schaefer, he's a marketing writer, speaker. He booked his first speaking slot from someone who found him searching on AI. Right. That gets me like, what is, what's our AI search engine coming and how do I get ranked on it? Like, that's what I'm excited for. That's what I want to know. Cause yes. I still, when I ask ChatGPT who I am, they don't know who I am. <laughs> and it made yeah. me, it made me yeah. a little sad. I'm going to be honest. It hurt a little bit, it hurt a little bit that I'm, <laughs> I don't exist apparently. So I'm, I mean, I can only take educated assumptions because I'm not in that field. However, what I've done in, um, just previously, uh, just a few days ago is I was, I, I really tried and create a long form blog based predominantly just on AI generated text. I want to see how it would do, uh, on a very, very long form of blog. And um, I asked it for personal branding insights. So what is a personal brand? How do you do personal branding? How do you do personal branding on LinkedIn? You know, questions that has been proven to have a high search as a long tail keyword online. I just threw it in and see what it would spit out. Now, I think one of the very interesting things is that it does know how to quote. So it takes quotes from people who have mentioned things like that. And which landed me into researching these people because I wanted to figure out if these people are legit or not, right? Now, to be very are frank and honest with you some of them not very legit it just kind of came from a blank looking website however i guess that would be one of the ways to get your name out there when it comes to searching or using ai to compile content because they need to look for what they regard as credible in order to support whatever they have compiled as an answer to your question so i guess quoting is something that's interesting as well and if we were to think about it guest postings, writing your own blog, having your name there might make a difference in the in the in the long run, because when they're trying to look for quotes to support whatever they're trying to say, perhaps they'll land on you, even if your SERP is not ranking very high, or even if your SEO is not targeting at that specific keyword, they're really trying to get that kind of credible source because they can't make it up. At the end of the day, they still need to find it. So maybe that's one way. But then again, it's just my assumption based on, you know, some of the experiments that I've conducted with AI tools. Say, what uh, what are you most excited for with AI? I'm excited to see how much improvement people are going to make based on asking questions. So that's one thing that I'm really thinking about, right? Because right now, what you can tell is um, when I looked at that presentation of Bing and ChatGPT and OpenAI, they mentioned that, you know, people are dumbing down their questions nowadays when we're going through search engines because we know naturally that they can't answer us. So therefore, we're dumbing it down. Now, that has become a habit. So if you think about it, like today, I, I'm, think, I'm looking for a uh, cream baked chicken recipe for my, for my husband. I just write cream baked chicken recipe. Nothing more, nothing less, because I just want that recipe. But imagine once we actually have that uh, boundary open and have an AI that understands our questions, I'm not going to be asking that question anymore. I'm going to be asking, I have chicken in my fridge. What can I make for my husband tonight? Right. Then you would see people really shifting in the way they ask questions and hopefully people will improve in asking questions, which actually at the end of the day, I believe benefits marketers like us, because once they know what questions they should be asking, then we know how to answer them better as well based on creating content. Right now, there is definitely a gap. I don't know if you notice, but when clients come in or if your boss or whoever you're working with, they're asking you a question, but they're not really asking you that question. It's like, I want to blah, blah. And you're like, okay, then you do this. But it's not this. Then you realize it's the questioning problem. You're not asking the right question. That's why I can't give you the right answer because we've been so used to asking questions a certain way. 
So that's something that I really look forward into and seeing the, the improvement in human beings um, after being trained up by AI to ask it the right question so that it can spit out the right answer. Interesting. I love that so much. <laughs> well, Joyce, thank you so much for joining us. This has been super informative. We will put links below in the show notes of all the tech we mentioned. Definitely send over your additional tech. And if anyone has any other AI related questions, you know, drop them in the comments if you're on YouTube. If you're listening on Spotify, you know, hit us up on Twitter or LinkedIn or wherever you're wherever you're socialing. We're everywhere these days. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Just search Joy Sang or Joy Sang content. I'm gonna be there. I've optimized my my content. Bam. So you'll find you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys in the next episode.